Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a warlike effort in New York City to fight coronavirus. I'm Neil A. Cruz of the producer of business programming at WCBS News Radio 880. And this week, my pal Joe Connolly sits down with the owner of a factory in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Now, the Brooklyn Navy Yard is invigorated with the same spirit that it had in World War II when it made naval ships to fight the Germans. And now they're making the equipment needed for nurses and doctors on the front lines of this battle. Michael Bednark at Bednark Studio is making face shields that are going straight to the hospitals in New York City. He tells Joe that he's making 200 face shields an hour, hoping to make between 200,000 and 400,000 face shields that are being used by nurses and doctors on the front lines of this battle. It's an interesting, fascinating story because they're actually in the Brooklyn Navy Yard making ventilators, making all this equipment, and it's done by small businesses. You know, it's it, Ford, GE, 3M, they all stepped up, but it took weeks later. They were able to get permission from New York City within 24 hours to ramp up the supply. And it may be changing the supply chain forever. So enjoy this week's WCBS Small Business Spotlight podcast with Joe Connolly. I'm talking with Michael Bednark, who all of a sudden has become one of the faces of the city's business response to COVID-19. He was on 60 Minutes on Sunday night talking about the face masks you're manufacturing at Bednark. How did you get in on this so fast? I saw, for instance, that Bauer Hockey Products came up with something like this and Apple did. So competitively for a business report, you're jumping in to a fortunately crowded new field here, aren't you? Correct. I mean, we've been doing this now for almost two weeks. Those guys are all late play, late, late to the game. Uh, we've been doing this since mid-March. Um, fortunately, we got in early. We were able to connect with the city through the Navy Yard, uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard. That's where our, uh, our manufacturing facility is based out of. So we were able to get into this uh, market very quickly. Um, my team is used to working under tight deadlines and complex design challenges. So we were lucky enough to get uh, out ahead of this and start manufacturing. We Over a weekend, we made a prototype and got it approved. And on that Monday, we secured our supply chain and hired over 100 new employees. Um, the week before, we were laying off employees. And we now are manufacturing in a 35,000-square-foot empty event space with about 160 people assembling masks every day. 
and we're averaging about 27,000 shields a day uh, in that facility in Brooklyn. And for reference, Bauer uh, Hockey Equipment is planning to do 2,000 face shields a week. Wow. So congratulations to you. Um, you know, you, you, that's a common story, though, we tell, that the smaller businesses often beat the big guys, and the big guys then scoop up the publicity, but you're not letting that, uh, that happen. You, no, you, no, I mean, obviously we're, you know, we want everyone to be, you know, making PP if they can. Um, it's, you know, desperately needed by our frontline workers, and we welcome anyone to come and start making anything they can, look at what they, what they have around them, what their abilities are, and figure out a product that they can make. Absolutely. Now, you said, I think, that you did a prototype over the weekend, and then you got it approved, I think you said, in a day or so. How did you even know that that had to be approved, and how did you get it approved so fast, Michael? Uh, well, you know, we don't make medical equipment. That's not our specialty. We do retail design and build. So the best process for us was to make some prototypes, get in touch with the Department of Health, and bring them physical samples and so they could see exactly what we're making. Uh, we knew that time was of the essence and we needed to get moving quickly in order to supply these much-needed shields. Uh, and so we, what we found is once we get a shield into anyone's hands that is considering uh, making a purchase from our company, uh, it's an immediate uh, sell. They, they, they see the quality, they see the craftsmanship, and they see the fit, finish of it. It's a really um, robust uh, shield, and we find that, yeah, if you get it in someone's hand, they love it, and they place an order immediately. They say that's like when you're selling beverages, too. Or exactly. almost a, you got, <laughs> One of our old clients was Nespresso. We used to do a ton of pop-up stores for them. Get it in their hand. Exactly. And so did you drive it to the city health department in lower yeah. Manhattan or what? Yeah, so the uh, Department of Health is in Long Island City. Uh, I went over there with uh, one of my coworkers, Raphael and I. We drove over there on a Sunday morning. We met with them at 945, and at 10 a.m. they said, let's go with it. And they gave us some tweaks throughout the day. We adjusted it, and we figured out how the heck are we going to make 200, 300, 400,000 of these face shields in the next few weeks. Wow. And not to belabor it, but this is a great operational business story. Did you have an appointment at the city health department? Or did you bang on the door? Uh, we were in touch with them through the Navy Yard. Uh, we had sent them pictures that Saturday night around 9.30 p.m. Around 10.30, they said, when can you meet with us? And we said, why not tomorrow morning? Um, so there was a lot of email, pictures, photos, stuff going back and forth. And just knowing that, you know, we needed to move quickly. We needed to secure raw materials. We needed to get new staff or more staff um, in order to get this going. And, you know, uh, I think as all, most New Yorkers, we have a real sense of urgency and you know, you just have to make things happen quick. Um, you know, speed the market is crucial. Um, so we just went for it. What a great story. So where did you find all these people now that you've hired? Um, so we, we, you know, we gave an, anyone that was working for us, we made an offer for them. They could come in and work the assembly line. And then we also were, you know, trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to find a lot of people quickly? And we sort of were, you know, there's a lot of people laid off in the restaurant industry, uh, in the event industry. So we started uh, pinging all our friends that we knew through those sort of industries. And, and then we also did a lot of social media sharing 
to see where, you know, if I, obviously there's, there's huge unemployment right now, so we were fortunate enough to be able to find people quickly that were skilled and, you know, really wanted to be part of the, the effort. And you say you have 160 working now? 160 working in assembly, and then there's probably another 40 to 50 auxiliary people. So there's people driving trucks. There's people sourcing materials. There's people operating cutting machines. Uh, we also open a restaurant every day to serve the whole staff. So every day we you know, get a restaurant, which is employing the restaurant workers. And it's employing the distributors of the food. Uh, it's imp- employing like the delivery drivers. So there's... There's a much wider net of people that were, you know, helping stay in business, helping, you know, get a paycheck so they can continue their lives. You open a restaurant at your facility, you have them come in? Oh, no, we source local uh, community restaurants. So we, every day we try to find a new restaurant to make a lunch. To bring to your facility, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So basically we've, you know, reached, reached out and found different restaurants that want to open up. And they, you know, one day it's Mexican, one day it was, I think it was like, um, you know, sandwiches. So it's a, every day it diff- it's different for the staff. And that keeps us, because when the staff comes in every day, they have to get a thermometer, they have to get their temperature checked, they go through sanitation, they wear glass, masks and gloves. So we don't want to have everyone going out, going somewhere random to get lunch and then coming back. Um, so we're able to serve them lunch. It's a perk of the job, um, and the lunches have been really great. Is this manufacturing going on right now uh, on the other side of a window that you're looking through, or are you in another building? I don't hear machines whirring, in uh, other words. I am in my office, um, but I could walk through one door, and there's uh, four CNC machines cutting approximately 200 shields an hour. What's a CNC machine? That's a it's a computer driven um, cutting machine. So when you're operating a factory under these conditions, do you have social distancing in the production room? Correct. Yes, everyone. Yeah, everyone's wearing masks, gloves, uh, and definitely social distancing. Usually on our factory floor, we have about a hundred people working daily. Right now, there's about six. Oh, and the other hundred are where? The other um, 160, we open. There's an empty. Um, we're using the De Gaulle Greenhouse. It's an empty event space here in the um, Brooklyn Navy Yard. It's a big old, um, uh, like big warehouse where they used to build ships. Uh, the USS Missouri was launched out of there during World War II, and um, so that's where we're, we're all our assembly line workers are uh, working out of. Because we have to make sure the space is sanitary every night; it gets cleaned. Um, so we want some sort of big open space so that we could really make sure everyone was uh, spaced out properly. Yeah, and in normal times, in peace times, so to speak, you don't have yeah. to have social distancing in exactly. the floor. No. But, you know, that's, um, that's a- it's somehow fitting. I built a model of the USS Missouri when I was a boy. Oh, and, really? and, and you <laughs> are doing this now in a similar type of an effort, you know, to what, the mobilization was in World War Two. That's appropriate. Yeah, no, it's correct. I mean, the, I like to think that you know the the spirit of the yard has been reinvigorated. Um, there's a lot of uh, businesses, innovative manufacturing companies here in the Navy Yard that are supplying our frontline workers. I'm looking right across the street right now to a very large manufacturer called Cry Precision. They are making, they're manufacturing hospital gowns and um, other safety equipment for our frontline workers. Uh, and then in the building to my right is uh, they're working on ventilator prototypes. So the Brooklyn Navy Yard is 
buzzing and very busy right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, the Navy Yard leadership here, David Ehrenberg, um, has been amazing with connecting all the manufacturers here with people in the city that can, you know, get things done and, you know, make orders and tell people what they need to get made. And we're all working together to uh, mobilize the Navy Yard and deliver all this PPE to these frontline workers. I was going to ask you, but I won't. I was going to ask you about the beautiful work that you normally put out that I saw on your website. Uh, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, yeah, be in touch. Be yeah, in touch. We'll see what we're like in six months. Yeah, yeah that's just a beautiful uh, product at, uh, on, on the website. That's Michael Michael Bednark. Of, Correct. Bednark on, Studio. Bednark Studio. And we followed up and got a better story than 60 Minutes. <laughs> there you go. Bye, Michael. Thank you. Talk to you soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.